This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. By demonstrating that we've listened to Canadians, we understand their concerns, uh, both about jobs and about the future, but also about protecting the environment for generations to come, we acted in a way that was consistent with what Canadians have been asking for. Right, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you. Our telephone number 403-974-TALK. That was Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister in question period today, defending his decisions yesterday. Three decisions were made on three pipeline projects. It was a no to Northern Gateway, which, look, I mean, is concerning. That went through an independent process. The NEB approved that project. There were 209 conditions attached to it. I don't think there's really any valid reason why that pipeline shouldn't go ahead, but it's not going to. The prime minister decided that was not a hill to die on. He's put the kibosh on that. Hopefully, he thinks, that will eliminate some of the opposition to the Trans Mountain project. Kinder Morgan's uh, proposed expansion of their pipeline Uh, But clearly what we're hearing and and seeing over yesterday and today is that there is still a lot of opposition to that project. Maybe, maybe when you compare the two and say, which is easier to get approved? Which is easier to get built? What's going to have less opposition? Maybe Trans Mountain's the better option. And there was also, by the way, the approval of the replacement of the Line 3 pipeline, which runs into uh, Wisconsin, I believe. And that was really not controversial at all. So, but it, it was announced yesterday. So approval's easy. As we talked about uh, earlier in the program, all the people saying yesterday that Trudeau has no accomplished what Harper couldn't are just flat out wrong. Because essentially at this point, Trudeau has accomplished exactly what Harper did. Harper said yes to Northern Gateway. Trudeau has said yes to Trans Mountain. At this point, that's as far as either have got. Now Trudeau's got the opportunity to actually make this happen. Let's hope he does. It's not going to be easy, though. Joining us on the line for some thoughts, pleased to welcome to the program Kevin Libin, uh, the Financial Post, financialpost.com. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Rob. How are you today? I'm doing well. Um, so what are your thoughts, I, I guess, on, first of all, just your general impression of what Trudeau had to say yesterday and the fact that he seems, at least publicly at this point, to be willing to go out on a limb for Trans Mountain? Yeah, actually, the longer I think about it, the uh, more... Uh pessimistic I get about what happened yesterday. Just just goes to show you shouldn't think too hard about things. But, um, you know, Justin Trudeau made it sound like he was going to bat for pipelines. But if you look at what he did, he went to bat for uh, improving a couple of pipelines. In the case of Trans Mountain, expanding it, which is lovely. Um, And in terms of line three, uh, fixing it, which is necessary, uh, but what he has yet to do, and in fact what he quite clearly said yesterday he was not willing to do, at least in the case of Northern Gateway, was to build a new pipeline, it was to basically take on the challenging task that we have yet to confront in this country of cutting down trees, digging up earth, uh, basically saying no to special interest groups and First Nations groups who oppose projects because we think something is worth it in terms of the economic national interest. Northern Gateway was a greenfield project. It was, it was, it was the kind of thing that a country that has uh, the ec- its economic future in mind is willing to undertake, even if it means you know, uh, developing some coastline, even if it means putting a pipe through a forest, 
that's the kind of thing that first world industrial economies have to do. We've done it before. We spent the last century building things in this country, and unfortunately that occasionally means sacrificing a little wilderness in the process. But Trudeau did the opposite yesterday. He gave these very vague explanations about why he was turning down Northern Gateway. That the Great Bear Rainforest is no place for a pipeline. Well, why is that forest different than any other pipeline or than any other forest? The North Coast is too beautiful for tanker traffic. Well, what coast isn't beautiful? <laughs> these are the kind of choices that we have to make if we're going to grow economically. And he was not willing to make them. All he was willing to do was to take the easy bunt and say, yeah, you can upgrade that. Yeah, you can fix that, but we're not going to try anything. We are here today. Okay. Well, what about Energy East, though? Energy East represents that. Energy East would be a new pipeline. We would have to build that. We would have to dig and knock stuff down and, and do all those things. Will, will that be the true test? That will be the next test. Northern Gateway was a test, and he failed it in terms of being able to stand up. I mean, Northern Gateway was approved by the NEB. I mean, people forget that. It was it was the anti fossil fuel groups that framed that as somehow that it was an illegitimate pipeline. It was not illegitimate. It was perfectly legitimate as far as the NEB saw it. The federal government approved it previously. They had to revisit it. Um, and, and it was not given approval because, again, of very vague reasons. Energy East will be the next test. And frankly, based on what I saw yesterday, I'm not convinced he's prepared to stand up for that one either. Um, even, I mean, that's assuming it even happens now. I mean, the, the signals that we're sending to uh, pipeline proponents in this country, to investors, is still not one that says that we're prepared to uh, stand up to special interests, to do things that need to be done to build out our energy infrastructure. And whether the business case is there anymore, given that uh, you know, the price of oil is where it is, um, and given the politics the way they are, um, it may never get to that, unfortunately. Um, I'm not even sure I, I know whether there is a business case to make for Energy East. Uh, there's a question about that, but uh, certainly if there is, um, it's not the Prime Minister's role to stand in the way, as he did with Northern Gateway, and uh, we'll see whether or not he has that. I mean, that will show whether he has the chutzpah to actually stand up for development in this country. All right. Well, if you look at this, let's take the, the Nixon going to China metaphor. And do, do you buy the notion that uh, it's more likely that we'll get somewhere in pipelines under Trudeau because he's, he's perceived to be less of a cheerleader for pipelines? I believe it's more likely we would get closer to pipelines to some extent under, a, under somebody who's not Stephen Harper just in the sense that Stephen Harper was framed, uh, fairly or not, as being in the pocket of big oil. I don't, I don't think it was a fair accusation. But ultimately, the anti-fossil fuel groups uh, succeeded in framing him that way. And to some extent, some of, his, some of his ministers fed the perception. But the people who are opposed to this pipeline, uh, who are opposed to any pipeline, will not be swayed by the fact that Justin Trudeau um, backs it. We saw that yesterday already. I mean, I heard some protesters jump on the line there a second ago. The, already we are, you know, we're hearing that they are not going to accept the Trans-Canada or the Trans-Mountain pipeline. They're going to blockade it. Elizabeth May says she's going to go to prison if she has to. Yeah. They, we'll, all miss, we'll all miss her when she does. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 this is not a case of reasonable people disagreeing. 
this is a case of reason this is a case of reasonable people generally agreeing and then a bunch of unreasonable people refusing to allow the reasonable people to have any say in the matter so justin trudeau will not please the activist radical green lobby which is funded heavily by U.S. interests who basically want to see a zero-carbon economy. That He's not going to convince those people. Um, the, the, what he will do, and what he did yesterday, and I did give him some credit for this, is at least by saying, we, yeah, we need, energy, we need Trans Mountain and we need Line 3, he's at least slowed the denormalization of pipelines, this idea that somehow any pipeline anywhere is a great betrayal against Mother Earth. Um, he, he made it clear that it's okay for reasonable people to back pipelines. Um, and so, in a way, yes, he has, you know, for the average uh, Martha and, and Bill, um, who may have found themselves confused over the last few years of whether or not there was really something intrinsically satanic about pipelines, um, I think he clarified that for them. But whether he's willing to upset the entire province of Quebec uh, to get energy east through and lose all those votes, that's a far different calculation than a bunch of than, than a cluster of votes on the southern BC mainland that he was willing to sacrifice for Trans Mountain. Yeah. Well, and and just reading uh, your colleague here, Jeffrey Morgan's uh, piece at uh, Financial Post today, Kinder Morgan plans to break ground on the pipeline expansion next year. They understand there's going to be obstacles, but that's that's what they have in mind. So, I mean, at some point, any prime minister who says this pipeline's going to happen, you got to realize you're not going to win over everybody, and you're going to say there's nothing illegal about this pipeline. It's approved. It's going to happen. Eventually, a leader has to put his or her foot down and says, that's it. It's going ahead. So what, what does that look like? Well, I think there's one thing to say, I support this pipeline. And then there's, the, then there's the Dakota access scenario, and that's what worries me, is it's one thing for the prime minister in the initial stage to say, we're going ahead with this pipeline. It's another thing for the prime minister to stand up and say, we're bringing in the military to deal with the protesters who are blocking the development of this pipeline, which is a much tougher line for a, a, a le- for a leader to have to take. And whether Trudeau is up for it, I'm not sure, because that is what the, that's what the anti-oil team is up for. That's, they see Dakota Access as a, as, as a, as a tale that they can repeat, as, a, as a something they can repeat in every situation, because it's working so well. There are people there going to jail, being bombarded by rubber bullets, being bombarded by water cannons, but ultimately they're winning. That the, the, the president stopped construction, the whole thing's hung up, investors are getting antsy, and really that's the goal here is just if you can make it difficult to get anything built, the investment will dry up, and that's as good enough a goal as anything because when there's no investment, then there's no more pipelines, and you get what you're getting you get what you're going for anyways i don't know whether the prime minister is willing to watch first nations leaders and elizabeth may carted off to prison or hosed down with water cannons and i think that will be the real test is when when the optics of this get ugly when he wasn't willing to stand up to the ugly optics of putting a pipeline in the great bear rainforest is he willing to stand up for the ugly optics of watching citizens civil disobedient citizens rounded up because they blockaded a pipeline.
Well, and that's an issue. And maybe it was more of an issue with Northern Gateway because I think there were more Aboriginal groups directly impacted by that. It's it's still an issue here. We could look to, obviously, what happened uh, in, in Ontario where the um, the situation near, near Halton, now I forget the, the community's name at the moment, where uh, you had an Aboriginal basically occupation uh, of, of a housing development mm-hmm. go on for years. Caledon, yeah. In Caledonia, yeah. And, and nothing was done about it because of that fear of that Oka moment. And, and that may present itself here is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think so. We have something in the neighborhood of 260 First Nations across this country, and every one of them is a little bit different. They're all, they're all unique communities in their own way. But when you have that many and dozens in every province, it really only takes a few to be activated one way or another before you've got that kind of situation on your hands. And that's why I use the Dakota Access as an example, because what the message that Trudeau gave us yesterday is your climate arguments against pipelines don't work. And that's, of course, what columnists and economists and other politicians have been saying for years is a pipeline doesn't change the emissions equation. In fact, if anything, it's better for emissions than rail is, and it's safer than rail is. And so that whole thing doesn't make sense. So you can't block a pipeline because of climate emissions. What Trudeau said, and what it was that you can block a pipeline for aesthetic reasons. You can block it for First Nations reasons. And that's what Dakota Access has become about. It's become about Indians who say this is our sacred land and this is our drinking water and we don't want a pipeline near any of those things. And by essentially ruling out Northern Gateway for those very kinds of reasons, for saying this is not good for First Nations, it's not good for the, you know, the, the, the ecosystem and the aesthetic of it, um, he's opened the door to, to that kind of – I mean, the, the anti-fossil fuel group will see this and say, look, we can't win on the climate argument, so let's just fight – let's find a million other arguments to win on that appeal more to this kind of prime minister. He doesn't care about emissions, but he does care about trees, and he does care about spirit bears, and he does care about coastlines, and he does care about Indians. Nope. And so let's make sure that we find reasons to oppose a pipeline for those reasons – and that's the way we can do it. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. Uh, more at uh, financialpost.com. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on with us here. Appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rob. All right. Likewise, Kevin uh, Libin from the Financial Post, financialpost.com. You can find his piece there today. Uh, we tweeted it uh, out earlier as well. If you follow us on Twitter at Rob Breckenridge, that's a legitimate concern. And I think that's, that's been a point I've been trying to argue about our premier's own hypocrisy when it comes to pipelines. That if you think there are valid reasons for opposing a certain pipeline, then you're just playing into the hands of those who oppose the pipeline that you support. It's the same thing. Rachel Notley opposed Northern Gateway. Rachel Notley opposed Keystone XL. And so why couldn't pipeline opponents just take her reasons for opposing those pipelines and just apply them to the ones that she's decided she likes? I think that is a legitimate cause for concern. Certainly, activists can look, we killed Northern Gateway. It got NEB approval, it got the Prime Minister's approval, and we killed it anyway. So why should we give up? Why shouldn't we think that we can't do the same thing on Trans Mountain? That's a real and legitimate pressing concern. So, no, it's not conservatives cheerleading that environmentalists will block Trans Mountain. It's our very real fear that despite the announcement yesterday, it may never happen.
As mentioned, Kinder Morgan says that they plan to break ground in the latter half of next year. Uh, Ian Anderson is their CEO. says, we are fully and acutely aware that there are people prepared to oppose our project at all costs. I don't think I'd be sitting here today, though, if I didn't think we could continue on the path to building and executing on this project. So they believe it can happen. They're optimistic that they'll be able to start construction next year. We'll see. We'll see, because it's not just people protesting and taking to the streets of Vancouver and making signs, and it's not just people going to court to try to come up with reasons for injunctions. It's people who have actually committed to standing there and blocking the construction. So, again, it's not enough for the prime minister to stare down these protesters. It's not enough for government lawyers to win in court. At some point, the prime minister is going to have to send police or who knows, maybe even the military in to remove protesters. To say this project's getting built. You need to get out of the way. And it could get ugly. 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.